Welcome to the Intesa San Paolo Talks. Hello and welcome to another episode in our Intesa San Paolo Talks podcast series on the Italian way to a circular economy. Let's start this time with a couple of facts. The world's cities consume over 75% of our natural resources and emit more than two-thirds of our greenhouse gases. So in a move to a more circular economy, making cities more circular is pretty crucial. In this episode, we'll hear from the Head of Economic Development for the City of Milan and from Intesa San Paolo's Circular Economy team. But let's start with the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, an organisation devoted to promoting the circular economy and of which Intesa San Paolo is a global partner. Sarah O'Carroll is Government and Cities Network Manager at the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and I'm delighted to say she is in the studio with me now. Sarah, hello, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Are there sort of design principles, are there sort of overarching principles of what we need to do to make cities more circular? Yes, and in fact, it's it's quite simple. It's just three principles. Um, so if you know any anything about the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and the circular economy, you know that we do everything based on three principles, designing out waste and pollution, keeping products and materials in use at their highest value for as long as possible, and regenerating natural systems. And it's no different within the city context. And see, that sounds quite simple. <laughs> I guess in practice, it's a lot harder than that. Yes, it's definitely not quite that simple. But I think um, if we thought that it was too complex, we'd kind of never start anywhere. And I think what we've seen from many of the governments and cities that we work with, it's really about just starting somewhere and starting small. In some cities, we've seen them develop circular economy roadmaps or strategies, which sets the vision and the goal for what the circular economy will look like in that city. For some cities, um, they might develop plans for specific focus areas. So the city of Toronto, for example, has developed a public procurement plan for circular public procurement. Um, the city of Amsterdam has developed a sharing economy action plan, and this helps them focus their activities around specific things. And then other cities, um, it's just about being opportunistic and being reactive to opportunities um, that they see happening. So like the city of San Francisco had an opportunity um, and needed to retrofit the carpets in its city buildings and use that as an opportunity to procure circular carpets. So I didn't think this conversation was going to go down the road of carpets for, for, for quite some, but it's a really good example of a practical thing yeah. that's being done. Yes. But it's sort of one example and one sort of, probably quite small example. Do we actually have to think in, in, in a bigger way about cities and how we live? I think we need to think about the city much more holistically and like a, and like a system. Um, and we tend to do a lot of system thinking at the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, remembering that things don't operate in silos, but are part of these big complex systems. We need to start thinking about, well, how do we move goods and transport goods within a city? How do we design the city and adapt existing infrastructure systems so that we can get resources back? For many cities at the moment, they have waste management departments that are thinking about waste management for the city. And in the future, and we already see this with cities like London, they're starting to think about, well, the future will be resource management. So how do we create reverse logistics systems within a city to be able to get resources back? 
and how do we adapt waste management systems so that it's not about waste management, it's about resources. So how can we create repair and reuse opportunities within the city? Now, the the uh, one of the sort of key things about the Ellen MacArthur Foundation is this Circular Economy 100 network of organizations who are sort of working together or sharing ideas and uh, and thoughts around the system, if you like. Uh, Milan is a new member of that of Circular 100 yes. thing, right? Yes. Yes, they are. And we really enjoy having them part of the network. We did a kickoff workshop to talk about how they're going to further their circular economy work in urban resilience because they've got an amazing resilience strategy that's very linked to the circular economy, work in fashion because Milan is one of the fashion capitals of the world, and food systems. Milan has been doing amazing work thinking about circular economy food systems for decades, actually. And it's great to be able to support the city of Milan in their circular economy initiatives. The Intesa San Paolo Talks. That was Sarah O'Carroll, Government and Cities Network Manager at the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. And as Sarah was saying, Milan became a Circular Economy 100 partner last year, joining the likes of Google, Apple and Ikea and other cities like Toronto and London. Lucia Scopelliti is head of the Economic Planning Unit for the City of Milan. She's on the line now, along with Carlo Cavadon, who's a partner in Intesa San Paolo's Circular Economy team. Uh, good morning to both of you. Uh, Lucia, um, why did you want to become part of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation's Circular Economy 100 network? Well, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation is one of the main international players within the circular economy sectors. So, uh, so it was a big opportunity for the city of Milano to join it. Uh, Milano was included within the program because of, um, I would say, three key elements. Uh, the results that we were able to achieve against food waste um, according to our city food policy. Um, also, the city initiatives to create uh, and increase awareness and sustainability, also in the field of fashion and design. Um, there are uh, big strands for Milano economy, of course. And third, I will say uh, for our resilience strategy uh, that was adopted by the city. And uh, yes, I would say that these three areas are the main aspects uh, for us um, that were more interesting for us. Yeah, it's a big challenge, isn't it? I mean, you know, I mean, the, 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 the goals are great in, in what you can achieve if you can achieve it. But it's a massive challenge to take a, a whole city and make it more circular and better at, uh, at using resources and things like that. Does it feel feel daunting or, or or does it just feel exciting? Well, uh, I will say both of them is surely a big challenge, uh, but this is why also the city has set some priorities. So, for example, by setting the goal of planting 3 million trees by 2030. Uh, so, of course, there is uh, so much to do, but we believe that working in partnership with so many organizations in the city will really make the difference. And Carlo, the, uh, yeah, Intesa San Paolo has such strong links with, with Milan and indeed other cities. What do you think that you as a bank can do to help people like Lucia achieve their goals? There are many things that can be done to, to foster the transition. We started two years ago with two main projects. The Circular Economy Plafond, that is a credit facility of 5 billion euros, and then the Circular Economy Lab, that is 
in Milan. So these are two of our main drivers to, to provide an answer to what our customer and our stakeholders are asking to us. And then, as in Tese San Paolo has more than 3,000 branches and 12 million customers in Italy, and then more than 1,000 branches and 7 million customers around the world, well, we are now uh, providing our stakeholders with a huge network of customers and partners in order to provide those answers. And that's the key to understand and share the best solution for the ecosystem, for, for a city that is an ecosystem itself. And uh, Lucia, when you talked about the uh, trees, for instance, planting lo- you know, a lot of trees, uh, what, what sort of other specific things do you think you can do to make this change? Talking about practical things, Milan is already a good waste management, but uh, we set the goal of crossing the 55% threshold of separate waste collection. Uh, a new pilot project related to the circular agri-food economy is a reflow, and the project is aimed at co-creating circular and regenerative resource flows in city. Uh, Milan Pilot focuses on a municipal covered market, making their entire supply chain and logistic more circular. Since uh, 2017, Camera Nazionale della Moda Italiana, in collaboration with EcoAge and uh, with the support of the Italian Trade Agency and the Patronage of the Municipality of Milan, has launched the Green Carpet Fashion Awards, which celebrates the best in sustainability practices in the luxury fashion chain. Also, the municipality collaborates with many brands that adopted circular or sustainable principles, such as the RAD, a sustainable fashion brand that uses organic cotton, amp, natural beeswax, recycled graphite for its collections. Carlo, with these things, impetus is such a, a, an important thing. How, how do you help your uh, customers and people, your par- partners and people you're working with on, on this area, how do you keep, keep that impetus going? Now it comes to my mind the importance of the Circular Economy Lab in order to become the place where we can meet entrepreneurs, we can develop new solutions, we can provide a systemic approach to the transition. So, well, as Lucia said before, there are so many challenges connected to, to circular economy, but with the um, so many con- ongoing conversations that we are having now, we can really uh, discuss and develop many projects. And City of Milan is a key interlocutor for us. The Intesa San Paolo Talks. We'll hear more from Carlo and uh, from Lucia in a minute. But of course, one of the best ways to make cities more sustainable is to design them that way. When I was talking to Sarah O'Carroll earlier, I asked her how different a new city designed with the circular economy in mind would look from the ones we already have. I think it might not look that different, but it would be different. So a circular city would run on renewable energy. A circular city would have buildings that are modular and can change their function and the way that they work over time. They're made of materials that can be recycled or used or just taken apart simply for another use. We would have sharing transport facilities. We wouldn't have single-use passenger vehicles. And we'd probably have more micro-mobility solutions within cities and lots of green space and urban farming, I expect. Urban farming. That's great. I love that idea. But would we live in different places, for instance? I think we'd live much closer to where we worked. 
buildings would be multifunction. So they wouldn't just be for residential purposes or commercial purposes, that you'd see these mixed-use buildings and mixed-use income groups as well um, and mixed functionality within the building. So a place where you could live, work and play all in within the same space. It occurs to me that, you know, it's easy to talk about all this stuff and, you know, and, and lots of it will happen and, and be done and everything. But there's also short-term pressure to make money now and to not spend vast amounts on buildings that are different and, and, and all that sort of stuff and changing our cities. How do we get beyond that short-term pressure? Because it's expensive, this stuff, right? With the development of all new technology, the initial phases are expensive. But as technology is increasingly implemented, it becomes cheaper. And for many, the business case actually hasn't been done completely. So we're not taking into account, we're not doing full cost accounting. We're not thinking about the environmental and social impacts of the decisions that we're making now. And I think This is why companies like Intesa San Paolo and BlackRock, who we work with um, at the foundation, are so important. These financial institutions who are also passionate about the circular economy and are integrating circular economy into their investment decisions. The Intesa San Paolo Talks. That was Sarah O'Carroll from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. Lucia Scopelliti and Carlo Cavadon are both still with me. Um... Lucia, do you think that in, say, five or maybe 10 years' time, the people of Milan will will, will recognise a different city to the city they live in now? Well, I will bet it because the city already changed so much in these latest 10 years. Uh, we experienced some, uh, some things that uh, at the time they seemed a revolution and now they are considered ordinary. I already made the example of the waste management. We are uh, one of the cities with the best performance in, uh, in waste management and also in uh, water manage- management and in other uh, natural resources management. So I definitely believe that in 10 years we will see a different city and Carlo, uh, a final thought from you, perhaps. That Lucia sounds fantastically optimistic, which is an amazing thing. Do you share her optimism? Yeah, I, I do share her optimism. I, I truly agree with the fact that the circular economy is now. So, well, uh, being a real economy bank, a bank that works with SMEs, large corporate and institution, with people, well, we this allows us uh, to go through an amazing collective journey. So please, uh, I want to, to tell everybody who's listening to feel free to come on board with all your, with all your enthusiasm, because you're welcome. So see you at the Circular Economy Lab in Milan. Thank you very much, Carlo. That's a fantastic way to end this. That was Carlo Cavadon, who's part of the Intesa San Paolo Circular Economy team, and also Lucia Scopelliti, who's head of the Economic Planning Unit for the City of Milan. Thank you both very much for your time. That's been really fascinating. That's it for this episode of the Intesa San Paolo Talks, the Italian way to a circular economy. If you've enjoyed it and want to hear more, then please subscribe to us using your usual podcast provider. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Intesa San Paolo Talks, presented by Guy Ruddle.